I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, welcome to Horse Hour. I'm Amy Stevenson, and this is a para-equestrian and riding for the disabled special. I talked to Matthew, who's a para-equestrian rider, and his mum, Glynis, joins us not only to interpret because Matthew's deaf, but also to give us an insight into what it's like being a para-equestrian's mum. So we're going to find out about both their journeys. I, I couldn't be prouder of him and what he's achieved. When he was a, a little boy and, and he, he was really struggling, you know, you have a real concern about what things will be like for him and what his future will be like and where he's headed. If I'd known then, you know, where he is now and what he can do, I wouldn't have needed to worry in the yeah. same way. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm oh, in- incredibly proud of what he's achieved. This is Horse Hour. I'd really like to introduce you to Glynis and Matt. Um, Matt is a para equestrian, para dressage rider. Um, well, para equestrian, I say, because he doesn't just do dressage; he does some show jumping as well. So, um, and Glynis, yeah. you're Matt's mum. I am. Yes. How how old how old were you? I was going to say when you had Matt, but how, how old is Matt now? Uh, so Matt's twenty two now, so he's not not my little boy anymore. He's, uh, <laughs> he's a, a young man now. Um, so he was um, born with some disabilities. Um, he's got a brain condition called pachygyria, which has affected his general development. So he's, his um, muscle coordination and strength is quite poor, particularly on the right-hand side of his body. Um, he is on the autistic spectrum as well. Um, he's got some learning difficulties, and he's a profoundly deaf sign language um, user as well. So quite a lot of things going on uh, quite a bit of a challenge for Matt um, as he's grown up but when he was uh, when he was little we struggled a little bit to to find the right things to do with him Uh, but one day someone suggested that we took him to riding for the disabled and uh, we took him along and it was love at first sight with the horses Uh, he hadn't responded to an awful lot of things up to that point but um, when we when we got to the stables and he saw them he he was um he was really taken with it and uh it's just been a, a, a sort of grown into a massive part of his life ever since then well we're going to get on to the riding now you're yeah. we, we just need to explain you're going to be talking on behalf of matt because you're signing and 
and I, I am so apologetic because I desperately love to be able to sign. And when I knew that I was doing this interview, we had 24 hours notice. Yeah. And I <laughs> wish that I had a chance to go and learn sign language first because I just think it's so clever. I think it's amazing. So you're going to be signing to Matt. That's right. Whilst... So I'll, I'll sign what you say and then he will sign his answers back to me. I'll just voice them over for you. So, it, it, yeah, it'll be Matt, what Matt's saying that I'm I'm saying back to you so when when you first took Matt riding how old was he um well I started uh, riding when I was six it was the first time that I went and what was it like for you Matt meeting your first horse um well when um we went to the RDA group um which is near Derby the one near I live um and there were some people there riding and uh, normally not too keen on animals um but uh, when we saw the horses i was really really interested and i really felt excited about having a go at riding myself do you think you did you get a good strong connection with the horse when you first met them yeah well um when i first started uh, I, i just thought it was fun riding i really enjoyed it but then i i kind of grew to realize that um I could do things with the horses because the communication is different. It didn't matter that I hadn't got a voice because the, the way of communicating with the horses was different, using my body language and and using the aids for riding. Uh, and so um, I just felt comfortable with them. I always really felt comfortable with the horses, you know, no matter how I was feeling. If I went to ride... Um, then um, I just felt calmer and, and and more focused. So it just always feel better when I'm with them. Were there any ever times when you were nervous or scared of them? Because we're quite often afraid of horses, but you seem, I've been watching your photos and watching your videos and you seem so calm and like, like there's this little secret language that you have that we wish we had. Um, well, I... I I, I suppose at the centre, I, I I was around lots of different horses, um, and I just enjoyed being with them. I I don't think um, uh, I, w- I was ever afraid of them doing anything, of, of biting me or kicking me or anything like that. I never worried about anything like that. Just felt happy to be with them, um, and uh, you know nothing has ever happened. I suppose. You know, maybe there's sometimes when um, I've been riding and and I, I I feel I know my own limitations, and so I might have been concerned about doing things that are beyond that. But but no, I just feel really comfortable with them, and it's just it's just very special being with them. And Glynis, how does it feel for you seeing your little boy go on these big animals? Because I know that my mum's afraid. She's like, why do you want to do that? But on top of that, you've got your precious boy. You know? <laughs> and, and he's not, you know, I've got four feet on the ground. I only do dressage, but he is cantering around, jumping, you know, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I, well, I suppose um, for for me, it was just seeing something that Matt was enjoying so much and getting so much out of that I really encouraged him to do as much as possible and and it the sense of achievement that he's got as he's progressed and and done more um has always outweighed any nervousness I might have <laughs> felt about sort of you know um him getting more involved uh, I mean I, I don't know whether he's just been lucky with the horses he's ridden or whether it is some kind of bond 
that they always seem to have looked after him well. Um, you know, he's he's had some some uh, really superb horses um, to partner him, who who who've taken care of him as well. Uh, there's, yeah, there is a, a degree of nervousness. I have to say that before we took him to um, riding for the disabled, I'd never been anywhere near a horse before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't. Uh, we didn't come from any kind of equestrian background. So I was probably more nervous than he was. <laughs> um, but uh, over the years, uh, we've got uh, we've got into it all, and um, yeah, I think um, uh, my my sort of my feeling of, of delight really I suppose that he's found something that works for him that's given him so much and that he can be a part of and get so much out of and put something back into um far outweighs any concern that I've ever had about um you know sort of letting him do something that is risky I appreciate that there is a risk um but uh, I, I just think that you know the the benefits have been so amazing Matthew, but, um, you're so passionate. Um, it comes to uh, we've been following you on Twitter and on Instagram, and um, and the RDA Scropton as yeah. well, which is the centre that you're part of, and and you can see you just love the animals. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I've been part of RDA Scropton group now since I was six. Um, so um, it's uh, yeah a special place for me. Um, I. Um, that's where I've, I've done most of my riding, and uh, but also I do some volunteering now. And I think, you know, as I was growing up, I saw other people doing volunteer work and helping, and and I so I wanted to be a part of that as well. Um, I've I've done some volunteering on the yard and with the horses as I've sort of grown up and 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 learnt more. But um, I've one of the things that I've found it is that actually I've got other skills that I can use to help and and part of that has been uh, social media that I, I, I am I'm, I've got pretty good computer skills and I really enjoy it all and so one of the things that I can do to help is by promoting the center um, uh, through social media and and um, particularly through sort of Facebook and Twitter um, showing what it's all about, what they do, getting other riders and, and people involved. It helps with publicity and, and fundraising, just generally getting people to know what's happening and, and get them more involved. And so I started doing that for my group um, at Scrupton. And then when the sort of RDA region realised what I was doing, they were, they asked if I could do the same thing for our RDA region, which is North Midlands. <laughs> and then I think that kind of got my name a, a bit noticed. And um, the RDA national um, side of it asked me as well whether I would be interested in getting involved in sort of promoting participation in RDA. And also about sort of helping other RDA participants get more involved in what's happening because a lot of them maybe just come along and ride and go home again but there's so much more you can get out of it than that and so I'm part of uh, the RDA participant committee which works on on getting people more involved so I I love it I love doing all those things Uh, I, I think it's great what RDA can give people and so I want other people to benefit if they can in the same way and um, I just enjoy being part of the team. I enjoy sort of playing my part in, in what can happen and making things things go on. And, and I, I love what I do. 
so it's just it's just great it's a, a pleasure to be doing it it's not a, it's not hard work for me <laughs> then you are very lucky you you're one of the very few people that I've met that love doing what they do that that work for their passion rather than working for money <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I've I've had some great opportunities for it at all because of um, the work that I've done. Um, I got to carry the uh, Paralympic torch in 2012. Um, Amazing! I, oh my gosh, I, tell me about that. Actually, we ha- we had a great year in 2012. I've got a brother who's um, a few years older than me, and he was at university in Bristol. Um, and through the work that he was doing at the university, he got involved. Or he got the opportunity to carry the Olympic torch in the torch relay. I was really jealous, but <laughs> um, we were actually then through RDA. I got the opportunity to get involved in the Paralympic torch run, which was brilliant. Very different to um, when my brother did it. He, he ran during the day, but I got to run in the middle of the night. And there were people along the side of the street with torches and candles and. It was it was an amazing, absolutely amazing experience, um, and uh, I was very very proud to be be involved in all that. So um, yeah, it was it was just fantastic. Glynis, how did you feel when he was? I mean, to have one son carrying the torch, <laughs> then to have another son carrying the torch, you just must have been beaming. Ah, uh, no, it was amazing. Um, we we just had a, a it was a, a brilliant time. Um, I'm so proud of, of both of my boys. Uh, my older son, um, Chris, he's done an enormous amount to support Matt as well as, as things he's done in his own right. And so it was great to see them um, both have opportunities to do something like that. And in actual fact, Chris was quite lucky because when Matt uh, did his torch run. He, he needed someone to go with him to help with communication. So Chris got to run twice <laughs> to run with Matt as well. Uh, but uh, no, it was it was absolutely uh, super. And um, uh, yeah, I think testament to the, the, the attitude of both of them um, and the things that they've, they've been able to achieve. So, yeah, we have we have two torches at home, one of each color, one ah. silver. And gold. <laughs> Oh, they're, fact, on, yeah, they're Matt, on the wall, Matt, are they? <laughs> they're over there, yes. Oh my gosh. So, so, so Matt, can Matt hear me at all? No, Matt's, Matt's profoundly deaf. Um, he can't hear anything, even with hearing aids. Um, he, he can't really hear anything um, distinct at all. So he's totally reliant on sign language communication, which so, has been a challenge with riding. I was going to ask actually, yeah, does that, how does, because, um, and excuse my ignorance here, but if I get an ear infection, um, I lose my balance. So if if I feel if I can't hear, I, I, I can't balance. So how does it affect his, his balance and his riding? Um, I, to be honest, that's quite hard to say um, whether it's the, the hearing that affects his balance or his other physical disabilities. So his balance can be a bit off. Um, but that's something that he has worked quite hard on. The biggest thing I think that um, being deaf affects is, is the actual training because you haven't got that communication while you're riding. So mm-hmm. if you if you think about when you've had any coaching sessions and you've been talked through different things and someone's saying to you to make adjustments or telling you when you've got it just right or, or what you need to do, you can't do that with Matt because when he's riding, he can't be looking at you for sign language. He's he's concentrating on what he's right on what he's doing, and he's got to be looking in the right right direction for where he's riding. 
So it tends to be quite stop-start. So you, you give him some information, you send him off to do an exercise, and then you stop and you talk about it. And you just don't – it just takes an awful lot longer to um, to, to, to put, make progress and to move on. You, you just don't have that ability to, to sort of learn whilst you're on the move in quite the same way. Mm. So – um, it, it is a bit different, um, uh, but we, we've, we've uh, well, obviously he's um, he's progressed despite that. that uh, um, you know, we do our best to sort of get around it, and he's, um, he's over the years he has his abilities have have progressed, and and he is still um, working on his skills mm, and, yeah. and 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 working to improve prove where he's at. Mm. So um, yeah, he wants to say something now. When I when I'm um, training w- with a coach, we, we've never had a coach who can sign themselves. So usually, um, my mum or my brother or someone has come with me, um, and they they do the communication for me. So we have to sort of stop and talk about what's happening, and then start and ride again. Uh, but um, we've sort of you know we've we've got used to doing it. We, Communication has to be kept quite to quite simple um, things. You can't you can't do a lot of, of sort of use a lot of complicated language when you're you're riding and you're trying to work out what's happening. But um, we we found ways to ways to overcome what's happening. Um, one of the things I was just reminding about one of the things that we've used that has has helped with some is is using a riding simulator. Oh um, really? One of the mechanical horses, because then obviously. Um, you can be um, stood right by him and mm. signed to him uh, all the while he's doing things. So we've used that to sort of help with his position and, and aids and balance and, and just getting, you know, sort of more details right. So that's that's been quite a, a useful thing to be able to do. And have you had to do fitness to, um, have you had to have extra training or coaches to get your fitness up? Yeah, Matt's worked quite hard on uh, gym work to particularly to improve his core body strength mm. and coordination. Mm. Um, so we work with a fantastic physio called um, Anna, who's a rider herself. So she's got a real understanding of what it is that um, Matt does, and she works with him regularly uh, to um, help him improve his, his his strength and coordination. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And, um, and it's all focused on, um, you know, the skills that he needs for riding. And she sets some exercises to do at home, which he mostly <laughs> does do. <laughs> <laughs> So one thing that you touched on earlier was the fact that the coaches aren't, uh, can't sign language. So maybe that's something that we need to work on to try and get coaches available that can, can sign language too. Would that help you, Matt? Um, yeah, I mean, I, it would be great because then you wouldn't have to have an extra person there to do the communication. Um, so it would be, it, it could be really helpful if there were coaches who could sign. I think it, it's quite quite difficult in in some respects because it's if you've got to find if you had to find a coach who could sign as as well as someone who's suited who was the right kind of coach for you then you'd have a very limited choice so so yeah although it would be nice um I think actually you know maybe being able to choose the right kind of coach for you and then having someone to communicate for you works as just as well um so actually what has happened is the coaches who work with me that over time they are starting to learn some sign language and now ah. um, you know we have we have got some sort of communication um uh, with them with, with between me and them directly as as well as say through my mum but um yeah I mean it, it would be nice but I think that because there's such a small number of sign language users it's probably maybe not very realistic to, to expect to be able to find coaches who can sign like that so yeah and, and as you volunteer then you you kindly explain some of the volunteering that you do you do a lot on social media but you're also very active within the center and you have been nominated for an award please tell us about the award yes um so uh, rda do some awards annually um and this year, they introduced a new award, and it was for a young volunteer of the year, and it was for um, volunteers under the age of 25. And um, I didn't know, but a nomination was put in for me. Um, I didn't know anything about it. And then um, we we got a phone call from the RDA National Office to say that I had been chosen as the um, RDA Young Volunteer of the Year for 2016, oh. which is absolutely fantastic <laughs> I'm so excited I couldn't believe it when I heard I just didn't know what to say but it's uh, it's absolutely wonderful I'm, I'm so proud that what I do is it's been recognized in this way and, and that people really value what I do um, so I'm going to um, London in two weeks time to the RDA gala dinner and my award's going to be presented to me by Claire Balding Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. 
So, yeah, really looking forward to that. Matt, what are you going to say uh, to her? Will you say to Claire Bond? I, I did meet her, actually, last year and, and had a little bit of a chat with her before. Um, but this time, obviously, it's going to be a bit different because she'll know all about the volunteering work that I do. So, I, I, you know, I'm just going to... Um, say thank you to everybody who's helped me with um, my RDA journey because without all the support I've had I would never be where I'm at now and she's a great supporter of RDA so I'll be thanking her for for what she does too (laughs) so yeah but it's going to be really exciting um, to to be getting that award I I can't wait. Well congratulations Matt very very well deserved um, you're better on social media than we are, and it's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just social media is just great for me because there's no communication barrier. Um, you know, it doesn't matter that I'm deaf um, because uh, on the computer, then I'm I'm just the same as everybody else, and um, it's just accessible for everybody. So I just I, I love it. I can't imagine what it would be like without it. What's your plan moving forward then? What, what are we are we planning for the Paralympics in a few years? Oh, well, I don't know. Um, I've just got a new horse. Um, I've only had him a couple of months. His name is Norman, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've been working to to get to know him. So um, my my plans going forward. Well, I I, I want to start competing with him um, quite soon. I do some dressage, but I also do some show jumping. Um, I, I really love both of them. Uh, so I've been involved um, at a, a, a lower level in para dressage. Don't think I'm quite at Paralympic standard. <laughs> um, but um, the show, para show jumping um, is something I've really been enjoying. It's a much, it's much smaller than para dressage, but hopefully growing as a in a, a, a small number of competitions and things but it's it's getting a bit bigger now uh really enjoying being a part of that because the para show, show jumping isn't in the paralympics at the moment it's just para dressage but we're seeing more and more people are taking up para show jumping uh, how where can we go for the competitions show jumping isn't a part of the, the paralympics i don't know whether it ever will be it'd be fantastic if it was um, but I think it, it needs to grow a bit more because there's not so many people involved. But at the moment um, in this country, um, British Show Jumping organise some competitions. So they do. Uh, we've had classes at Stoneley at the National Championships and at the Scope uh, Festival, um, also at Bowlsworth this year. Um, and there's been some, you know, some other stuff going on. So it's starting to, to get bigger. And, Whereas a few years ago, the class sizes were quite small, then they are getting a bit bigger now. Um, but the, the number of para show jumpers is quite small. Uh, so, yeah, maybe this is a, a good opportunity to let people know about it. Maybe there are some uh, riders with disabilities out there who are jumping and are not a part of it. Maybe they'd like to be. So, yeah, get in touch with um, with us and, and get involved if you'd like to. <laughs> Matt, you're going to be the most successful person I've ever met. You are most switched on 22-year-old <laughs> I've ever met. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, uh, I think, uh, you know, Matt has, has created his very own unique place in the world. Um, he's, um, yeah, he, he's taken what he's able to do 
uh, and and made a real success of that. Yeah. And I, I couldn't be prouder of him and what he's achieved. When he was a, a little boy and, and he, he was really struggling, you know, you have a real concern about what things will be like for him and what his future will be like and where he's headed. If I'd known then what, you know, where he is now and what he can do, I wouldn't have needed to worry in the yeah. same way. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm <laughs> incredibly proud of what he's achieved. Yeah, Matt wants to add a bit more. He says, I'm, I've been really lucky um, with all the people around me who've supported me to, to, to make these things happen and all these these different things. Uh, um, without, without all of that um, and without the riding for the disabled and the horses, um, then, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. Oh, it's lovely. Um, Glynis, how how much has it impacted on you? I guess you're down the yard every single day. <laughs> you're driving that <Matt laughs> round to all these competitions. <laughs> yeah, no. If someone had said to me before um, I had Matthew that I would be uh, spending all this time with horses and doing all this stuff, I would have I would have said, no, "Don't be ridiculous," because I'd never never had any contact with horses before we had Matt. Um, Yes, it, it had a massive impact on me. Obviously, um, you know, having Matthew and his different needs changed things quite a lot for us as a family um, because, uh, you know, we had to work around um, what would work for him. So it did have a big impact on all of us, um, for, um, for my husband and myself and his brother when um, we were growing up. But finding something that worked for Matt made a big difference and made life a lot easier. And so, you know, if it works, you do more of it. And, mm. and so, we, you know, we all got more involved. Um, and now, yeah, it, it would be hard to imagine having a life without the horses and, <laughs> and Matthew and, and everything. So, so yeah. Do you um, think you'll be getting I, on a horse soon? Uh, well, I, uh, I do ride. Um, do I, I Yes, it was a sort of um, Matthew started riding and then um, his brother Chris came with me and sat and watched for a little while and said you know I fancy having a go at that so he started riding and and um you know he he, he rides very very successfully um and I thought you know what if I'm going to be spending all this time supporting them I think I'm going to have a go myself <laughs> so so I do ride not at any great level um but uh just just for a bit of fun can you go out as hacks on a family because I saw Matt that you've been on a, your first hack with Norman for, for Matt I think um, when when he rides it, it's a, a real focus on his partnership with the horse and what they're doing so for him hacking has never been as as important as, as maybe sort of the schooling work that he does and I think as well he doesn't have quite the same social side of hacking, you know, the sort of riding along and chatting and that. Obviously, with sign language, you can't really do that. Um, so he he hasn't done lots of hacking. Um, oh, uh, to be honest, Glynis, we quite yeah. like sometimes not talking, to be able to go out <laughs> by ourselves and just be at one with the woods yeah. and the horses. It would be yeah. amazing. So, so but, I, you know, I think he is quite keen with Norman to, to do more um, some different things and, it's good for both of them. So we have started to do a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt says, um, where we keep our um, Norman at, at the RDA Centre, um, it, it's it's lovely there, but there's not lots of bridle paths. So you, ha- you do have to go out on the road to, to get um, to go when you go hacking. And obviously, you know, that can be quite, quite difficult um, 
uh, with him being deaf and not able to hear the traffic. Um, not, I mean, we, he wouldn't go out on his own, but um, it does it does make it a little bit a bit harder. So, but we we do we do do some, and um, with 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 Norman, I think that he'll potentially do a bit more on that front. Lovely. I guess it's quite dangerous, isn't it, with the roads and the cars, and they you know they don't look after horse riders at the best of times. So if you can't hear a car coming, it's just, it's just yeah, makes it tough, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it it does. And and they, although they're uh, they um, there's small lanes near where we are. They, the, the traffic is quite busy, so it's it can be a bit uh, a bit daunting, really. Well, Matt, when you get a horse box, I invite you and Norman <laughs> down to the New Forest, which is where I am, and we can go for a lovely long hack through the New Forest. However, I think you'll probably be braver than I am because I'm a bit afraid of the cows and the pigs. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, well, actually, we do we do have a horse box because Matt does like to get out and about and and do some competing. So you never know, maybe. Maybe we all turn up one day. Yes, come down to the New Forest. Come and spend the day with me. Norman <laughs> oh, might be able to teach Blackjack a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, you never know. <laughs> well, it's been a real pleasure talking to you, Matt. Thank you, Anglinus. Thank you very much for no, interpreting for us. And it's lovely to hear your, you know, your view as a mum as well. And um, we're going to stay up to date with what you're doing on Twitter and Instagram, Matt. What is your Twitter handle? That it's the Para Rider MD. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, if if you if you you, you go for the ha- the Para Rider MD, then you'll find me on Twitter and you can mm. you can see what I'm doing. Um, I do tweet quite regularly. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Instagram as well. You're on and Instagram, Instagram and I, on yeah. Facebook. And Facebook, yeah. So, yeah. Just quickly before you go, Matt, what are your thoughts on the Paralympics, the Paraquestrian Riders this year? Well, I've been following it. So proud of of them all and what they're doing. Very excited yesterday when uh, Sophie Wells won her gold medal. Um, she's quite local to us. I have met her actually, um, and um, you know, brilliant that she's she's won that medal and uh, and Lee that he he got that medal and that he was a flag bearer. That was that was fantastic too. So looking forward to seeing what happens today with the other riders. Wish them all the best, and and fairly sure by the end of the day we should have some more medals. Been brilliant. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, such a thing for them all to do to go all that way and 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 and, and ride there amazing it is amazing i think they've been they've done incredibly well and what's the rda if we want to get in touch with the rda maybe we want to come and find out a bit more information do you have a, is there a website we can go to yep um so yeah the rda have a website with all all their information on so it's www.rda.com org and then um you can get information from there or you can contact them or phone them the phone numbers on there as well oh there's about 500 rda groups across the country so there could well be one near you um and they'll be able to put you in touch with a local group and and then you know people could get start riding through that or volunteering their rda always looking for volunteers so if you've got anybody listening who uh, maybe is interested in 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 that side of things uh, yeah get in touch that's interesting that's what's so lovely is that it's not necessarily just about the riding it's also about being around the horses and there are other ways that we can get involved too definitely yeah i mean i think um rda runs on volunteers really needs lots of volunteers for different things and that could be with the horses or with the riders 
or helping behind the scenes, all, all sorts of different things. But yeah, it's a great, great way to, um, to spend your time. Well, thank you both so, so much. Matthew, do let us know how it goes in a couple of weeks. Wish you the best of luck. Make sure you get a selfie with uh, Claire Balding. Definitely. Well, I'm sure, <laughs> fairly sure there'll be plenty of stuff on the Twitter feed all about it. So, yeah. And maybe great. we could catch up with you in a few months and we can see how you're doing. And, and of course, we can follow your journey online as well. Yeah, that would be great. Thanks very much, Jen. And I hope to talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also hear an interview with Heather Bennett. Actually, there's two interviews with Heather Bennett. I caught up with her a few months ago because she was on the long list for Rio for the Great British team. And more recently, when we discussed the Paralympics and how Team Great Britain are doing over there. I also spoke to Bert Sheffield, who is in Rio at the moment. She's competing for Team Canada. Even though she's from the UK, there is some Canadian blood in her. And uh, so she's doing really 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 well over at the Paralympics and there's lots of other episodes too if you head over to horsehour.co.uk you can listen to every previous episode of Horse Hour that we've ever done as well as a whole bunch of information and education on horses if you get five minutes in your lunch break and uh, you just want to have a nosy round then just head to our website you can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube you name it we're on it hope you have a really lovely week and I'll speak to you soon you've been listening to Horse Hour Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern, by using the hashtag HorseHour. Follow Amy at AmyStevenson1 and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 